0: Weiss has just set a Super Bowl record with 12 catches. He's in motion. Montana. Touchdown, John Taylor. Another slot left. Washington outside left. Roethlisberger. Has time. Goes to the back of the end zone. And it is caught for a touchdown by Holmes. Fourth and goal. They're going to snap it. And it's Trey Burton who throws caught. Foles touchdown. Manning loves it. Burris alone. time. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Happy Super Week. Uh, we're, we are we're about seven days exactly from the kickoff of uh, the Super Bowl, the Bengals versus Rams, and uh, we're doing some fun stuff here at Off the Ball Network. Uh, this is going to be a great show. We're going to talk about the best Super Bowls that each as individuals that, that we ever watched, have some fun, some nostalgia, and talk about some of the great games in NFL history. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm excited about it. Got a great – got a great – Uh, crew going here tonight. I got Chris LeBon from uh, the president of the Off the Ball Network. Uh, He runs, he he does so much. Uh, He he runs the Off the Ball podcast. He he keeps us all inspired, keeps us going. Uh, He does a great job. Chris, it's good to see you, man. Hey, always a pleasure. I feel like it's been a
1: while since I I chopped it up with Jeff uh, and the crew. So uh, I'm excited to to talk about this, uh, you know, get ready for the Super Bowl and talk about the, you know, uh, our favorite Super Bowls.
0: Glad to have you here, man. We got Jurgen Coney. Uh, it's it's great to have you back on, man. It's been a while since we worked together. I know you've been a super 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 busy guy, so I pre- I appreciate you coming on the show this week, man.
2: Of course, I had to. I've switched states since the last time I was here, with Jeff. We can't, we can't be having that. Can't be having that. It's been that long. <laughs> a lot
0: is going. A lot is going on. Couch Coach Live uh, yes. from from Couch Coach Live from uh, see you Sunday from the Washington Football Guys. On and on yeah. and on. Uh, the the heart and soul. Uh, you know our NFL lead of the Off Ball Network. Coach, how you doing this week, man?
3: I'm good, man. This um the calm before the storm. Just looking forward to all this. The is, this is your time, isn't it? <laughs> it's my wheelhouse. This is your yeah. time, isn't it? This it's, is a like, it's, it's a it holiday. Is. It's a holiday. I call it Christmas. It's it's uh, another Christmas.
0: And Mo Murphy from uh, Up in Flames, uh, fellow Vice President of the Off-the-Ball Network. Mo, how are you doing today?
4: Hey, v- you know I'm VP One B, so you know I always take it. You know, nah, with it, know. but uh. Yeah, I'm glad to be on Jeff. You know, I always love doing shows. Then we, we're deep with the guys, so I, you know, I can't wait to talk about this. Yeah, oh, we,
0: we, yeah, we got a uh, the the bar has been raised today. There'll be uh, every misstep will be exposed. Um, we, this all star team, this is our Pro Bowl. This is a, uh, an Off the Ball Network Pro Bowl. No, if you off will. the Ball Pro Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like it. So. Before we get started here on the best game, best Super Bowl we ever watched, I had a question for all you guys. Um so I'll start with Chris LeBron and I asked this rank you know, rate from zero to ten, ten being the highest, the possible excitement level of the upcoming Super Bowl between the Bengals and the Rams, uh, as we record right now next Sunday, how how good could it be?
1: Uh, I think of an eight. I think oh, eight nice.
0: a, a fair number. Um
1: you know, with the way the Bengals have just upset these teams, that with you know, I think a lot of people thought, all right, you know, they go to Kansas City, it's it it's it's done, and then they're down big, and it's like, all right, well, they're gonna get the 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 you know, just get beat down, and then they come back. So like, you can't count them out. I know where people are like, oh, you know, the Rams are gonna just wash. Them. It's like, how how can you say that? <laughs> How could you say that? So, you know, I, you know, I'm hoping for a thriller. Uh, we'll see. You know, Joe Burrow just has that it factor, you know, so he, you know, gets sacked 11 times and still win a football game. To me, that's still one of the most impressive things I've seen from a quarterback and a team to, you know, if I tell you a team sacks your quarterback 11 times, you probably got your ass kicked and <laughs> For, for him to, you know, to bounce back and, and win that football game I against mean, Tennessee was impressive, and then last week. So, you know, uh, I, I'll, I'll give it an 8. I think it could be, a, a you know, a, a very good football game.
0: Man, I'll take an 8. I'll take an 8. Most of the games we talk about are uh, like a 10, 10.5 level, but I'll take an 8. Jurg, what do you think, man? What's your, what's your ceiling?
2: See, I'm very tor- – my ceiling – okay, so it's actually kind of two different questions. I think my ceiling for this is very similar to Prezes. I want to say an 8 because I think this game does have the potential to be great. I think with the weapons we have on both sides, Jamar Chase on one side and Cooper Cup on the other side, you have yeah. the best receiver in the game, the best rookie receiver this <laughs> season, and who should be offensive rookie of the year. NFL voters, don't screw this up, please. Like, I, I think there's a lot of potential for offensive fireworks. My only tripping point to where it's like my ceiling is an eight, but I think it could be more like a six is because I, I just think the Rams defense is the best one the Bengals have seen by far this season. I think that front four is the most lethal one that the Bengals have seen this season. There there was not I know Chris Jones is great, but there was not an Aaron Donald on no. any of the teams the Correct. Bengals have faced so far this postseason. There not there has not been a Jalen Ramsey on any of the teams that the Bengals have faced this postseason. So I think this game could be great. I think the Bengals could definitely stay in it and potentially make it a shootout, but it all just does depend on that Rams defense. And I, I think the difference is that with Prez talking about Your quarterback gets sacked nine times and that they're still in that game. I don't think you can give the Rams nine sacks and expect that game to still be (laughs) close. I think they're a lot better than Tennessee because this is my Tennessee barb here. Ryan Tannehill's just not good. So, at the end of the day, I want it to be an eight. I want it to be a nine or a ten because that's that's better for me. That's better for my job. But I think it could get – What's the proper term? here? I think we could get a little bit of rain on that, depending on what the Rams do. Ultimately, they they decide what our entertainment value is next
0: week. Oh yeah, no doubt. Couch Coach Live. How how good can this game be? Um,
3: I say it's gonna be a seven. I'm always leery about these type of games where the super the halftime show almost supersedes the actual game.
0: Oh, the halftime show better be a, this like on. 12 yes yeah. and this was i've been waiting for me. this my whole life <laughs>
3: right and this scares me because this this kind of feels like uh my um the miami super bowl with Prince um purple rain at, at halftime That's The show. game could be show. right and the show. game in the game could be a stinker like it it yeah. almost reminds me of the the bruno mars new jersey super bowl with you know seattle and denver mm. this could be a repeat maybe last year's Super Bowl, I think, in my personal opinion, going initial thoughts going to it where, you know, Joe, Joe Burrow's not going to be able to kind of duck and dodge and elude um, tackles like he did last week against Kansas City. So it yeah. could be a potentially maybe almost similar, to, eerily similar to last year's matchup as far as uh, Patrick Mahomes getting, um, getting just, um, you know, getting crushed.
0: Okay. Mo Murphy, how good can this be?
4: Yeah, I'm on. Mine is a seven as well. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought about giving it a six. Okay,
0: uh, let, let's okay, let's do this real quick. In your opinion, what would just to give some clarity here? What what would you consider a his a, a Super Bowl in the past at a seven? Just so we have some sort of baseline here. That's probably kind of important.
4: A Super Bowl that was a seven in the past. Oh man, uh, you put me on. Uh, a spot. Let me
0: throw one out to you. We'll rank it. Uh, let's go. Patriots-Carolina, really, really good game. Is that an 8-9? Where are we putting that on the scale?
3: Yeah. At that,
0: that time, to me, it was like a 9 or
4: 10. But in okay. today's NFL, it wouldn't be. You know, because like well, today's NFL, saying, wait,
0: a form, but yeah, at that point,
4: yeah, that was a solid like 8 or 9. Okay, what second. about the Rams, Rams-Patriots? What about that one that just happened?
0: Ooh. I like I like li- li- that game. I like that game better. It was, than, was, I think, sick, me, all, it was a
4: dunk Atlanta. Yeah, but it was, uh, yeah. it was terrible.
0: Excitement level was low, so we'll put that at what a four. If I mean, yeah, I think
4: game. it was terrible. I think it was. Yeah, like that a, was like a five six.
0: So what's a what's a zero? What's the? What, we should probably do a show on this, but like just really th- throw out some of the worst that we've ever watched. That you're it, just like when the
4: Seattle and Denver, C- yep, Denver, game. I remember that game. I stopped watching that game. Uh, yeah. Giants,
0: Ravens,
1: okay. I mentioned that one, 2,000 Super Bowl.
0: That Bowl. Yeah, one yeah okay. Absolute. So I try a- to get a, a- big...
1: A- I mean, the oh, 85 man. Super Bowl, you, Jeff, a- I mean, a- that, a- was a, that was a blowout. The 85 a- Bears, when they won. A- yeah. five, that a, a- mismatch a-
0: from second one. But um, but with the buildup a- of the a- 85 a- Bears, it was... Uh, you're right. That was like a culmination of can they really do what we think they can do, and they did. So as, as far as excitement level, as far as 10-year-old Jeff... It was awesome because I was seeing some things I'd never seen, but I had good point. All right. So, Mo, you got it out of seven. I'm just trying to get a baseline there.
4: Yeah. So, I say seven. And really, like me and Couch Culture are on the same thought process. Like, I think this could get ugly. So, that's, but I'm optimistic that it won't. Like, I'm optimistic that the Bengals are more than just a nice story. I mean, what they've done in reaching the Super Bowl, you can't cancel or count that out. Like, you, you, even if they get blown out, like, let, you know, Jeff, we talked about it. Nobody will care. Like, at the end of the day, the Bengals fall short. The Rams blow them out. Like, nobody will dog Joe Burrow. Nobody will say the Bengals are frauds. Like, you're not fraudulent once you reach the Super Bowl. But, like you said, with all the offensive star power on both sides, like, you're talking about a receiving core of Boyd, Higgins, and Chase, and then you go on the other side, and you're talking about Van Jefferson, Odell like Beckham, and Cooper Cup. Like I like
0: Van Jefferson more than most yeah. people do. I like him.
4: And then you talk about running backs, and you're like, well, you got Joe Mixon on the Bengals then you got the you know Sonny Michelle Cam Akers and Henderson for the Rams so you're like there's a bunch of offense here but yeah I don't know this will be the toughest battle for the Bengals offensive line and we we've seen what they did with the Titans and obviously like but the Titans got to them and sacked them you know uh double digit times but at the same time they also didn't have an Aaron Donald or a Von Miller that's coming after them. so I think Part of me thinks like the halftime show could be the highlight of of, of this Super Bowl. Like yeah, there's a it, there's a slight part of me that's like come halftime like this is what we get excited for. That's when the drinks really start going. That's when the nostalgia comes back. Dr. Dre, Eminem, like and I hate the cancel culture. That's I just want to say that I hate the cancel culture because we're not going to get the Eminem that everybody wants. Like we're not going to get my name is in the real, no. Slim, I
0: really
4: that because I don't think he's not
0: a lot. <laughs> <to laughs> we could this. Is a whole, this is a different show, man. But like, I'm
4: just wanted <laughs> to throw that out there. That and like,
0: you can't be talking about murdering your mom all the time. Like, there is a there's a gray area. But as
4: great as, as great as the lineup is, I'm just also like, we're not gonna get the real, like the, the real Slim, Slim Shady because the real
1: Slim Shady is, Shady is not. Uh, I wait. Hey, no, I
0: am here. I am here to do a show. <laughs> on, I'm here <laughs> yeah. to do a show on that generation of. Of, um, of MCs anytime but so i'm kind of at the same thing I've, yeah. I've got the excitement level i i actually think the potential excitement level is at a nine and here's why it's because of all the unknowns this is the first super bowl i mean it's documented it's been over a decade since we've had a super bowl with so many unknowns we got two quarterbacks who haven't been there not not let alone not win haven't been there and it's all about the quarterbacks you got this kid and in Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, who like, is he like, is he some kind of myth? Is he like, in Ohio, He's he is starting to become a legend, and he's the same age as, as my son. Like, it is it is really weird, um, you know, how it's growing, the myth of it. But he's, he keeps backing it up. You got Matt Stafford, obviously, the story of him and, and, and his career and validating it. You got Aaron Donald can solidify being one of the greatest players in the history of the NFL. You got Von Miller, who actually... You know he's uh, he's the veteran on the team they traded for him in the midseason, but he's actually the highest-rated defender uh, in the playoffs so far. He's having a great playoffs, like, but he's been there, so he's the guy that's like been there. Uh, you got so many guys on either side, young guys who want to win their first. You got guys like Whitworth uh, playing against his old team, you know, 40, right? at, at yeah, at like yep. forty years old, might win his yep. first after a brilliant career. There's so there's there's so many of these side stories that. You don't and I think what makes it exciting is you're not necessarily polarized to hate any of these guys like I don't know how many people are like anybody but Stafford or anybody but burrow like you may be on you may you may lean, but you're not like. On one side of it, like when Brady's there, or Rogers is there, or something like that. So I think the potential excitement and Mo, you talked about all the offensive weapons is off the charts. Like this could be the Cooper Cup game. This could be the Aaron Donald game. This could be this could be the Jamar Chase game. Like I see a world where Jamar Chase has 250 receiving yards. Um, you know, let's say Bates for Cincinnati has three interceptions. All of the Tampa Bay Super Bowl back in the day, and and you got this crazy so-called upset they're going to call it an upset um you know it's in la so there's going to be a bit of excitement about that the halftime show like i'm sorry you're playing a game and you've got the legends in the building like that's something different so i think excitement possibility is at nine uh for all those reasons so but now we're going to talk about some games that we know how they turned out and we know these are all tens like these games are tens we know it um every it's weird cuz I you know I grew up in the 80s where the NFC kind of had this weird run to where they just blew through the Super Bowls I think for like 12 years or something like that and it was it was kind of an odd time looking back some of the games were better than we think but it was a weird time to where the Super Bowl was always considered at that point it was all about the halftime show it was considered anticlimactic all these things when the Bears uh the 86 Giants the 87 uh Washington. <laughs> I don't know where, to, I don't majors. know what I'm supposed to do. Coach. <laughs> I mean, hey, um, say what you to say. Oh, you know what? I'll call him the 87 <laughs> Doug Williams. That's a different show. Uh, <laughs> me and a little, little tip to show me and Mo are going to do this week. But anyway, it was just all these games, games in and year in and year out. And then finally, like the AFC kind of broke back through and the. In the 90s with John Elway over the, you know, and and things like that. And then we had a pretty good run in the last 20 years of some good games. So uh, the Super Bowl hasn't always been the best game played of the season. It's just always been the biggest game played of the season. So I brought these guys on here and they're going to talk about their individual best game that they ever watched. Um, It's going to be pretty cool. Um, I I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm going to kick this off. I'm the oldest guy at the network. Um, I feel like I'm the oldest guy in podcasting sometimes. And, you know, th- this game goes way back. It was played over 30 years ago, but it holds up. I've rewatched it. You know, I, I, I thought, man, am I just caught up in nostalgia? No, I went with uh, Super Bowl 23, San Francisco 49ers. Everybody knows the drive. They beat the Cincinnati Bengals 20 to 16. It was played in Miami, Florida. On uh January twenty second, nineteen you guys remember they used to play Super Bowl in January. I don't know yes. if you guys remember yes. that. Yes. But uh Super- January twenty second, nineteen ninety nine, Joe Robbie Stadium in uh Miami, Florida. And uh it still I think is the best Super Bowl that I that I ever watched. It it was wonderful the main things that I took away from like when I first thought about this list, the first thing I thought of was like, I remember this game being tense. I'm from Ohio. Like we were all caught up in Cincinnati. Welcome to the jungle hysteria at this point. So like, I'm very, I very vividly remember this. My mom is a Bengals fan. Uh, there's Bengals fan everywhere. We were all caught up in it. This team was really, really good. This team was much better than the 49ers coming into that game. The 49ers were only 10 and six that season. Um, so just all the excitement of it. It was like, holy cow. And this is back before the Ohio State dynasty. So like Ohio Ohio football fans, it's not like we were spoiled with the Buckeyes. You know, the the you know the Browns were they had been to a couple and had the heartbreak seasons and all this, but I mean there hadn't really been true success for a while. So the fever had built up. You're playing the you know, the the 49ers, the Bill Walsh, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Roger Craig. Uh, basically, the whole, the whole team, Hall of Fame team, uh, 49ers, you know, all that going for it. And I just remember, like, it was so tense from start to finish. When I went back and watched it, I was right. This game had three ties throughout. The biggest lead ever in this game was seven points, which you guys know in football now is nothing. You know, back then, it, you know, it wasn't either, but it was just crazy. Like, the biggest lead was seven points. Um, it, it was just, it was just insane. And then my next memory was like, all I remember is like Jerry Rice. Like, that was the game. Because, you know, Jerry Rice wasn't on the first two 49ers Super Bowl teams, so he didn't win those first two championships with the 49ers. He came in in 85 after the 84 win over the Dolphins. So this was Jerry Rice's first Super Bowl, and he absolutely—he's like, he he's the best player on the field. Like anybody that wants to – you know, we kind of get caught up in some of the latter years of Jerry Rice and how good he was and stuff, but if you really go back to when Jerry Rice was – you know at the top of his powers he was he was he was jamar chase like he was that good physically you know and and mentally and route running and all these things so you know that jumped out to me um you know this is the game that there was mistakes on either side the 49 the both defenses played really well there was nine punts total but uh you know there were sacks they were they were getting rushed like nobody could get anything done you know and then you know, it all it all came down to the drive. Uh, the Bengals were three minutes and 44 seconds away from a Super Bowl win. Montana gets the ball down, you know, inside his 10-yard line. The famous story, he tells the John Candy story. John Candy's in the stands. Everybody realized how relaxed he is. And then he essentially just lobs the ball to Jerry Rice most of the way down the field. Throws a great pass to John Taylor. Breaks breaks everyone's heart <laughs> in, the, in the Midwest. I, I can remember at the time, like, as mad as i've ever been at the end of a football game you know what i mean because it was it was just that important at you know then so um you know that that was the game i picked it's still it holds up uh bill walsh the legend the bill walsh i mean west coast offense was at the height of its powers at this point and when you watch that game you still see stuff that transfers in today's nfl that's how good of a coach he was in the 80s um you know, he retired after the game. He didn't coach the next Super Bowl, which the next year was a whole different ball game. Um, like again, the legends. You know, just watching, it, it was it was just crazy, and it's still just like star studded. I was at the right age, the right time. It's one of the greatest finishes in the in football history and so I picked Super Bowl twenty three, 49ers versus the Bengals. I don't know, I don't know how many, I don't know what your guys' recollection of this game is or how much you know about it or how like if there's any legend to you, but uh you know, any any thoughts on this game in a couple minutes.
3: Um and the only only really reason why I remember because obviously just watching um America's game when they did that. So really thought of that and then also Cincinnati, because I think they had a series of teams that lost Super Bowls as well. And just, you know, the heartbreak.
0: Yeah, they lost two to the 49ers in the 80s. Yeah,
3: and and they had an America's game for the Bengals because, you know, so it was really heartbreaking. And um, I remember just um, because their coach was – gosh, I can't believe that. Sam Weiss. Sam Weiss. He just passed away too. He was
0: a Bill Bill Walsh disciple.
3: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, and I remember um, cuz that was situation with the uh, with defensive lineman got number 69 got hurt like Broke his oh,
0: leg. Yeah, Broke Broke his leg.
3: and that was I remember that was heartbreaking and then it oh, was it another guy the uh stand oh, uh one to running back cuz remember he okay. um ended up feeling dr um he ended up um he it was almost similar to what happened to um the dude from um um from the Raiders. Um what's his face? Uh uh, Um, Because he he ended up – because he – it was – I think it was one of the running backs of somebody. He was like on drugs, and he ended up missing the game. Like they ended up uh, – something ended up happening. Yeah, there there was. was, I I, I I do remember a story, though but and like you know the you know everything that he endured in that super bowl and this is it was heartbreaking like you know like they were that close it was and-
0: it was a devastating it was a devastating right. loss yeah it was yeah. it was there for him and the, the Bengals were good the next year and then famously you know their their last playoff win until this year was 1991 but it was just uh yeah. and it but then when you go back i mean Montana had 357 yards passing yeah. like he was he was he played great it was just a Ronnie Lott just to just to watch Ronnie Lott play football again <laughs> I I, ju- I just forget just the impact he had, um, just a true legendary game.
3: And that was one that Boomer he because Boomer made the commercial. I'm going to Disney World. I mean, going to Disneyland too, right? And then because then 'cause then they 'cause that was a Super Bowl where he, they thought they was gonna win. Like as far as they they did a recording.
0: All they you know, might. i saying
3: I'm going to Disney, going to Disneyland. Yep. There
0: might be one out there because that was the beginning of yeah. that. Phil Simms, now, I, I think. Was, I, I think, think Phil Simms was the first original. Yeah. yeah,
3: but yeah. I remember a Boomer. I remember. I remember a Boomer. I think he said that in yeah. the documentary, and my memory oh, starts correct. But yeah, I
0: believe it. So yeah, that's a that that was my pick, but it just and it holds up. I I, I stand by. Just what what a game, what a game. So, uh, your what's what's yours, man? What's your pick for the best game you ever, best Super Bowl you ever watched?
2: How funny would it be if I just went even more old school and I went to like Super Bowl one just just to, <laughs> just to go way past Jeff, even though I was
0: 66 Packers, Max McGee on a hangover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Max McGee on a hangover. And No <laughs> jokes, I didn't watch that one long. <laughs>
3: <Lynn Dawson.
2: laughs> uh, but, but so my actual Super Bowl pick is Super Bowl 52 when the Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots faced off and what ended up becoming an absolute duel of a game that the Eagles ended up winning. Final score from memory was 41-33. I'm a big story guy, so just going into that game itself, the Pats uh, winning the previous year, of course, the infamous notorious 28-3 Super Bowl comeback against the Atlanta Falcons. Coming into that, the Patriots have everything, like nothing to lose but everything to gain because that would have been the second time under the Belichick and Brady era that they would have won three and four years, the second time they would have repeated, to this day, the last team to ever repeat as Super Bowl champions were the early 2000s Patriots. Could you imagine what it would do? for? We already know Brady's the greatest of all time. That has always been cemented, and he has cemented it even more so since. And we know Belichick was the greatest coach of all time. Could you imagine if it's like the last team to repeat was that Patriots team, and then the next team to repeat is those two leading them again? It would be it was something just absolutely insane going into it where it's like, are they really going to be the next team to repeat after they were the last team to repeat? And it, honestly, it was the most believable thing. Like, yeah, it's Brady and Belichick. Of
3: course, this going to happen
0: That was a really fun game to watch, too. Um, yeah, just yeah. The, the, the the Nick Foles saga, like the season, like you know Carson Wentz, you know MVP candidate, you know the blew out his knee. Um, the whole storyline yeah, to that, leading up to it, I believe Philly. That was the year that Minnesota had the miracle win, and. Uh, yep. Over the Saints, right, yeah. and then Philly beat the s- snot out of the the Minnesota in the NFC uh,
2: Championship game. Yeah,
0: the storylines were off the chart. It was a, that was, I will say that's one of the if we did a funnest list, that's one of the funnest games I ever watched. Just it was just fun. Yeah, um, the playoffs
2: know. as a whole, like kind of looking back at it, it was kind of crazy because Atlanta coming in, like we know them now as the team that always collapses, but they still had a chance in those playoffs. they beat a young Sean McVay Rams team because that was the first time McVay and the Rams made the playoffs. Uh, At that point, the Falcons beat them and the Falcons just barely lose to the Eagles. So kind of like you said, so going closer to the actual game itself, the interesting thing was the Eagles that they were. We always talk about in sports. It's like doing it the quote unquote right way when it comes to building your team. And the Eagles were kind of with that. A lot of their team was naturally drafted by that organization and they traded up for Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz looked like he was going to pay off the organization's gamble. He had an MVP caliber season. He probably would have been the MVP had he finished off that season. That's how good he was. But then he gets injured. And then, and we're talking about storylines here, the legend of Big Richard Nick Foles just evolves with that entire playoff run, winning uh, against the Falcons, just destroying, like you said, Jeff, the Minnesota Vikings, and then the game itself, Coming into it, everybody that I knew personally was picking the Patriots. Nobody oh, was, gave the Eagles a shot. No one in the world was giving yeah. the Eagles a chance. Some people were saying it could be a close game, but no one was giving it a fair, uh, like a chance that the Eagles were going to win that game. And immediately, Philadelphia coming out the first half, yeah, it, it's relatively close at first, but then they start building up a little bit of a lead. They were up like fifteen three or fifteen six at one point. Then then the first team again the twenties. It was twenty two to twenty two to twelve. Either at the end of the first half or like early in the third quarter. That that game, it looked like like, oh, the Eagles had the sleep, but then the Patriots start coming back. And the reason why I picked this game over the Patriots-Falcons games from the year before is because it was a lot closer the whole time. While we know how incredible the finish that game was. I hold a lot of value into a game where it's still relatively close. And like you said, Jeff, with a seven-point, with a one-touchdown lead being nothing, a 10-point lead in today's NFL, even years ago, is still essentially nothing. And so the Patriots were in it the whole time, and then they kept going back and forth. The Patriots were trying to answer. And just when you thought, it's like, oh, Patriots are going to win. They're going to go on this run. They're going to have three straight drives with touchdown. No, the Eagles kept beating them. They kept fighting back. They held that lead up until – just under eight minutes ago, the Patriots did take the lead against them with a Gronk touchdown. Then the Eagles take back the lead, and that's Brady. It's last two and a half, three minutes of the the fourth quarter. It's like this guy's about to do it again, and that was Derek Barnett getting the strip sack. Yeah, and the Eagles shock everyone and shock shock the world. They build up the eight point lead, and even though there was like a very small chance because I think like Brady's hell Mary like reached the end. Yeah, there,
0: right no, it was. There yeah, was a I,
2: chance at the very I believe it end.
0: almost I believe it almost like hit Gronk or something if I remember correct like it was that close. Or no, I'm thinking I might be thinking of the 07 one too. But just, but, some, but just it's
2: very close there. And it's some, like for me th- this is what I'll finish up with. For me no, that game being so explosive in and of itself that's why for me I pick it because they kept, they just it, it's that old saying of it was like a heavyweight boxing match they kept going back and forth and the Patriots, that game was amazing. That was Brady's best passing Super Bowl ever with over I was going to say
0: some some stats from it. Nick Foles, 373 yards, three touchdowns, plus he caught a touchdown. Um, Tom Brady, 505 yards and three touchdowns. This is in one game. Um, the rushing yards, I mean, both teams were uh, – the, the Patriots didn't have a great day. They were right around 100. Eagles rushing. Anybody remember LeGarrette Blount had a – I believe he – I think he won one with the Patriots, but he played for yeah. the Eagles then. Uh, he has a touchdown, 90 yards rushing. This was the uh, – I remember the um, – as of the Alshon-Jeffrey game, um, he had a couple of the big catches, only three for 73 yards and a touchdown, but they all counted. Uh, just an inc- just an incredible offensive game. Um, really really a lot of fun to watch. And, and the Philly specials – well, yeah, this is also More. the game. You had the Philly specials, one of the greatest plays in NFL history, and then you have – uh, New England ran Clemson, which is essentially the same play, and Tom Brady drops the ball. Uh, t- to me, that's one of my favorite moments in NFL history, and that ball bounces off Tom Brady's fingers selfishly. Uh, what a, what a great game! And this game ages very well. Like I think this is one that you know in twenty years will be like, just to watch a game, you're like, wow, that's one of the funnest games ever. So uh, we'll go around the horn here. What's we'll get some of the thoughts on it, uh, Chris Lebron. What'd you think about this game?
1: Oh man, it was that was a really fun game. I mean, just the back and forth. I mean, the worst part is the fact that the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and you know, I think Couch knows, like, yeah, being being a Washington fan, you it's know, fair. it was fun. You know, even Mo, you know, being a Cowboys fan, it was fun making fun of the Eagles for being the only team without a chip. <laughs> yeah, and when they won the Super Bowl, like. A part of me was like, okay, I guess it's kind of cool that like we are the only division that has a super bowl winner representative and each you know each team has a super bowl and no other division has that, but then it's like the freaking Eagles have a super bowl, like why? Like this is awful. This is awful for the world. This is this is just bad. <laughs> we cannot allow this. Like the only thing worse would be the cowboys winning the super bowl. Like <sighs> Eagles winning the Super Bowl was just it was horrible. Absolutely, hey, I'm
0: a Dolphins fan. I had to watch New England win six of them, so I get where <laughs> you're coming from here.
1: So, like, it was, it was, it was, it was tough seeing it, but uh, I mean, they had a great game plan, and you know, offensively, just tricks and all that, just getting there, and then just make it. Listen, the defense didn't do great, but they yeah. made the play that mattered most when it mattered most. You know, they made yeah. the strip sack. You know, yep. and, and, um, and on Tom Brady, who who everyone thought was like, okay. He's going to drive and he's going to do Tom what Tom does. And every and he might have. He might have. You know, it felt like it was going to happen. But, you know, they let inside pressure and he it was just, But it, it, was, it was a great game to watch, you know, regardless of, you know, the, that the Eagles, you know, Y'all, finally winning the Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> These are some wild stats. Check this out. We'll, we'll go to couch next. This, this is Patriots receiving. Rob Gronkowski, 9 for 116. Dana Amendola, eight for 152. There was no Edelman,
1: right? Edelman had torn his ACL that year, right? Was that yeah, the he was out. Yeah, he was You're out. out. Okay.
0: Yeah. And, and and a gentleman named Chris Hogan, Chris Hogan. Uh, Dollar General Edelman, uh, has <laughs> six receptions for 128 yards. That is, wow. these are insane. They like Brady torched it's, it's Brady over 500, 500 yards. yards. He, yep. he torched them, yep. absolutely like, yeah. torched them. What a game! So, uh, couch coach live, uh, thoughts on this game?
3: <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was, I'm like everybody else in the, in this NFC East uh, congregation. And initially, <laughs> I Eddie? was,
0: that's what coach says, right?
3: You know, what's so funny, I, I did have them predicted going into, um, into that week as, as to win, but like after they won, I'm like, uh, like you said, I can hold that. Over, like if I have, like, you know, they always talk jokes. Hey, all oh, y'all suck. Have y'all won a Super Bowl? Like, we say we can't use that no more. That would used to be like the go to, but now it's like they've won the most recent Super Bowl. That's so what I just want to say, say the most recent. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, it was a g- good game, um, like back and forth, you know, like the Philly special, definitely uh, Nick Foles. Um, he came to life again. He was, a, you know, he was just, he, he balled out in that game. He definitely, um, you know, submitted his place and won, a, you know, in, in Philly's, you know, um, an, an iconic moment in Philly history.
0: How can Belichick not stop Nick Foles? Like, is that the <laughs> my, I'm serious. Is that the mystery of this game? Yeah. yeah yes, how, like really you talk is, about yes. a team being but, the yeah, the right, right place 100%. at the right time.
3: Yeah, and that's why Frank Wright is in Indianapolis, essentially.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: oh yeah, that's why uh, Peterson. That's that's why Peterson gets another job because of this one game. Yeah, that's That's why he do ball. Different different conversation. Also, Josh Josh McDaniels.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Josh Josh, McDaniels. Isn't that funny? Both the offensive coordinators of these teams technically accepted
3: the Colts' (laughs) job. Only one of them took. Oh, (laughs) that's yeah. That's right. I forgot. Yep. Yep, Josh McDaniels, he did a Bill Belichick with the Jets.
0: All right, yeah. we'll, we'll complete the <laughs> NFC we'll e sweep
3: here. Just doing teams dirty. <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll,
0: we'll complete the NFC sweep. Mo Murphy, why do you hate this game?
4: So it's crazy because so <laughs> I'm going to
0: tell you why. Wait, so everybody knows, once Mo starts with so, it's going to get fun. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so I'm going to tell you why I hate this game. So, pre-show, I told y'all why I hate the Atlanta versus New England game, right? So, I thought I learned my lesson. So, we go into the next year, never bet against Tom Brady, right? So, boom, I go, I go and bet another, two grand, on Tom Brady. I'm like, never bet against Tom Brady and the Patriots. No. <laughs> I thought I learned my lesson. Like I bet on Atlanta, I bet against Tom Brady, like I thought I learned my lesson, so... I Going the next year, I'm like, I'm, I'm taking all bets. I got New England. I learned my lesson last year. Everybody, you know, anybody that don't know, I mean, y- y'all should know by now, but I'm in the Navy, so I'm on the boat or whatever. And I'm all week, I'm taking all bets. I got Tom Brady. I learned my lesson. I'm ready to go get all my money back. Bet about two grand.
0: Well, there's a number you can call, bro. Yeah, like, I we, do. Like, we can get you some help.
4: And you know what's crazy is, is that. <laughs> this stamp on like my wife is like you have a problem and next time you do this I'm gonna kill you so that was one of the but like I'm like oh yeah
0: well that works too that is also very functional
4: that's very functional therapy I'm, I'm, like, yeah. the Eagles are te- I'm like no I'm never betting on the Eagles anyway they're not getting my money like no I'm gonna bet on Tom Brady I learned my lesson last year and then Tom Brady fails me to the Eagles like not only do I lose money I lose money to the division foe and I really think Philly I know Dallas is, like, the most hated team around the the country, but I think nah, when it that's, comes that's to the me- NFC East, I really think, like, we all hate Philly more than we hate everybody else. Like, the rival between Washington and Dallas is probably the biggest rival in the NFC East. The Giants and Cowboys, like, we have our tiffs, and the Giants have won Super Bowls in, in the tenure and all that. But I think, like, we all could come together, all three of us, would be like, we hate Philly. We all hate Philly equally. So to see that team, I would have rather seen Chris be able to celebrate his third Super Bowl. I would rather couch coach say I got a, more, a Super Bowl more recent than Philadelphia fans telling me, like, we're the most recent NFC East team with a Super Bowl. Like So I think, like, Philly has made themselves, like, the most hated city. Yeah. Especially Chris. Like I know he understands he's from New York. Like you hate the Sixers, you hate the the Philadelphia Phillies. Like you just hate <laughs> everything about Philly. You hate the Flyers. <laughs> so it's a different understanding than for me, but like of all teams that could have won and could have lost me some money it had to be Philly. Like I, I,
3: was, I was just so hurt. Yeah. And they boost had loss.
0: Yeah, I, I hear you, Mo. Uh, <laughs> I hear you because we're about to talk about your game, and I feel the exact same way as you guys do. So I will be able to chime in on this. Um, but that was, you know, that that was a great choice. That was a great Super Bowl. I, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, you know, I despise New England. I'm a Dolphins fan. I've despised New England since they screwed up our 1985 shot rematch with the Chicago Bears, the only team to beat the Chicago Bears that year were the uh, 85 Dolphins, by the way. But um, I'll never forgive them. i never forgive them. And Tom Brady played for the team up north. So I guess so many reasons that, to root against Tom Brady. But that was, that was just – I remember at the end of that game, the overwhelming like, feeling I had was it was fun. Like I really just – and yep. I don't do that a lot because I'm, I'm like all I'm like, oh, you guys. We're passionate. That's why we do what we do. We got to – we have a dog in a fight in almost every single sporting event played. That was one of the few games to where I'm like – Man, this was just fun. Like, I am having a good time watching football and talking football and tweeting football. So, uh, that, that's how I remember that game. It was one of the most enjoyable that I ever watched. So, uh, All right, Mo, you're up. Uh, who did you select for the best Super Bowl you ever watched?
4: So, I went with Super Bowl 43, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, Jeff, like, I don't need to say. I'll tell you why. I mean, I need to say, but you know why that is my favorite Super Bowl. Uh, I'd
0: probably say Antonio Holmes.
4: It, it, that, that is 100%. San- I call it the
0: San Antonio 100%. Holmes game. He had one yeah, of the best the drives World. in Super Bowl history.
4: Being the Super Bowl MVP and making mm-hmm. – like we talk about some of the greatest catches, right? In the David Tyree catch comes up, the helmet catch, the Mario Manningham catch comes up because those the were – The Edelman
0: catch. The yeah, and Edelman,
4: like Edelman. So if you rank top five, like – and I think the catch that get left out is like literally the catch that won the Super Bowl. Like Santonio San Holmes – yeah, It Tony- wasn't a lucky
0: <laughs> catch either. Yeah.
4: Yeah, like it, it. It took zero luck. Like it was the Tony Toe Tap, what we call it now. Was like you know on the on the edge of the end zone. And you know me, Jeff. Of of all the teams I love, I love Ohio State more than anything. I wish nothing but the best for every Ohio State player, no matter where they play. So to be able to sit there, make all y'all feel. Well, some of y'all feel old. I was fourteen at the time, uh, but to be able to sit there and watch Antonio Holmes make that catch like I was rooting for Pittsburgh solely because of San Antonio Holmes like he was he was the dog I had in the fight obviously I don't know about having dogs and fights in Super Bowls because my team is never there uh in my lifetime so he was the dog I had in the fight I wanted to see San Antonio Holmes get it I wanted to see the Ohio State player get it and then when you just think about that Super Bowl like when you go back all the star power like Pittsburgh should have won that game. Like when you think about, like Carson Palmer played really well that year. Obviously, Larry Fitzgerald was arguably the best wide receiver in the league at that point in time. Definitely top three, inarguable. But he was arguably the best player in. Le- but you looked at it, and it was favor for kind of Pittsburgh to blow out Arizona. Essentially, like it was one of those like all things are in their favor. Pittsburgh had an elite defense. This was like this was defense.
0: probably this was the best Pittsburgh team of the Roethlisberger era. This was the, yeah. this was the height.
4: Yeah. 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 100%. And you look at, you just look at the roster, especially you look at that defense. And like, this was a legendary defense. Like everything told you kind of like Arizona doesn't have a chance. So for it to come down to the wire and ultimately San Antonio Holmes have to answer with like a, an amazing Tony toe tap catch at the back of the end zone, you know, with literally his two big toes in like that goes to show you how great that game was. And, you know what I'm saying? I remember watching it. I was watching it with my dad. And we both were rooting for Pittsburgh for the simple fact, like it, we were all about San Antonio Holmes. Like I wanted to see my Ohio State guy uh, get the Super Bowl. And then for him to make that catch, like you said,
0: that's our. Argu- he had the whole he had the whole drive too. I believe he had yeah. every catch. I think he had every catch on that every, drive. He had
4: every catch. And, and when you th- when you say that, like when you think about it, that was one of the greatest non quarterback drives we've seen. It goes back to like when you talk about Jerry Rice. Like when you talked about Jerry Rice against the Bengals, like that's yeah. up with like if you give credit to that's a fair. drive on a non-quarterback for making plays, San Antonio Holmes was that he had every yep. catch and then he had the catch of, and, of all catches at that point in time, and, and so, the
0: throw too, the throw that the the throw by Roethlisberger you could argue is one of the best in Super Bowl history too, like
1: yeah, it, it's one of the best because I, was, I loved, it was, I it was it. perfect, it had to be the perfect throw, It
4: had to be perfect, you know, like yeah, everything so, had to line up perfect.
0: So to summarize this just uh, this was uh Pittsburgh 27 2723 it was played in Tampa Florida on yeah. in um uh it was uh what 2009 right.
3: February 1st yeah. yep. February 1st 2009 First, yep. so year after
0: 40, yeah it was crazy yeah. this was you know a lot of, you know just just to remind people Kurt Warner uh was the quarterback yeah. for Arizona he had this was you know he'd left St Louis we thought his career was over in New York he comes back yep. to Arizona to be—I don't even know if he went there to be the starter. I can't remember the whole situation. Oh, no, go because who else
3: was supposed to be Matt Liner? Remember Who else was supposed to be yes. Matt Ladder? Team. I knew
0: there was somebody. <laughs> I knew there was somebody. Per they takes realize over. he can't play. This you <laughs> know, this. So Arizona was nine and seven, and in the Super Bowl. And I disagree. Like I, as far as watching the game, Arizona should have won this game. So famously, what happened in this game? is that Ken Wisenhut played it close to the vest, and he didn't he didn't unleash the offense until the second half. And you have the play on the goal line, and at the end, the very end of the first half, the Arizonas on the goal line are going to go in, they're going to take control of the game, and then Wisenhut was going to unleash the offense in the second half. And this is when... Uh, Harrison for the Steelers gets the big interception and runs it back 90, or runs it back 100 yards basically for the They're touchdown. Good. That's what changed this game. That's what this game was all about. Cause if Arizona goes in the second half, Arizona ran over Pittsburgh, but it yeah. was too late. Like that, he, like Hunt admits that it was a mistake. Larry Fitzgerald was by far the best player on the field that day. He yeah. should have been Super Bowl MVP. He should have at least one Super Bowl in his career. Um, these are the, there's two, there's two games that I remember, I regret all time for their coaches. It's the eighty. It's the eighty-five team where Dick didn't get Walter Payton a touchdown in the Super Bowl. That's still the biggest crime in um, NFL history. And it was Larry Fitzgerald not winning this game uh, because of you know the game plan almost worked. I know it got screwed up by a weird Super Bowl, but so that's what I remember about this game. Then of course the San Antonio Homes Drive. So it really was a, a better game than I remember. Um, you're talking. You still got Paul Malu with the height of his powers. You got Harrison. Um, you know. All these things, you know, Big Ben could still walk both directions. Um, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty incredible stuff. Made some great throws, but uh, a really good game. I was bitter. I'm like, so I'm kind of. You guys are NFCs guys. I'd live in Pittsburgh country. I, you know, I haven't liked Pittsburgh since Mean Joe Green was selling Coca Cola back in '79 um there there is a picture of me out there with a pittsburgh steelers shirt on okay so here's a funny story about pittsburgh steelers so i don't like i'm in i think it was kindergarten and i don't know that there's school pictures that day because no i didn't tell my mom or whatever so i get to school and they're like oh we gotta go take school pictures so i'm like all i have on is my pittsburgh steelers sweatshirt so i've got a. they're out somewhere out there there's a school picture of kindergarten jeff and a pittsburgh steelers sweatshirt so they gonna find that <laughs> I, I, to. I need it, too. I I'll try to come back. up We're with Thursday. My mom's probably watching. She'll probably have it on here before we say it. So, anyway, but it's <laughs> been a long time. So, my best, like, my best friends are Steelers fans. So, like, I never root, like, against them. Like, I don't want them to be miserable, but I'm just like you guys. I'm like, really, anybody but the Steelers. Like, you know, so when the Packers exacted a little bit of revenge a couple years later, like, I was all in. But um, that's what I remember about this game is, like, what could have been for Larry Fitzgerald.
1: But he had, he had like arguably the greatest wide receiver playoff run. I think he had what it was, like it was unreal 40 catches, like 500 yards, seven, I, and then he, he, had he had the game winning play. Remember, he get, yeah, like, it was already, he had, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never listened, he's never been known as a burner, but on that play, before you know, yeah. when to go up right, right before yeah. the Steelers make get the drive and, and win the game, that play where he's open and he just shoot like it was like, yo. Like they're gonna win the Super Bowl, and he his run like the Packers game. I, think, I believe they played the Packers that year, right? And he he had that overtime. Uh, yeah, I, I could be wrong. Know, the, year, I, yeah, yeah. And goes all the that, way. The and division, then he did a double yeah, pass. Is that the fumble? Is yeah, like, yeah he had a tremendous, like, uh, uh, he had a tremendous run. I mean, that run was so yeah. much
0: fun. I remember, I remember his first touchdown, you know, he, he runs one of the best routes I've ever seen. You know, he catches, it was a perfect throw by Warner, like just everything. He had seven catches for 127 yards. But again, they didn't unleash him until wow. late in the game. They did it on purpose. How about Edger and James was the running back for Arizona yes. this game? May remember Hall of that? Family.
3: Yes, yes, Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, hey, how
0: about uh, Steve, Bre- Steve Breston? Uh, six catches for 71 yards in this game. Like, the
4: the, Michigan, man. Steve, the, the remember, Michigan, yeah. Michigan man, yes. <laughs> I remember, yeah.
0: Steve, I remember, no, I, like, I don't
4: like Steve Breston. You know what's crazy? So, the story about no, I'm not Steve. joking, I think you like Steve Breston. Yeah, I, I, so, see, Jeff remembers all conversations we've had. I actually was a big fan of Steve Breston because I thought, at so. the time, yeah, at the time when he was at um Michigan, like. I hated Michigan, but at the same time, like I was so young. like I still was playing Little League football and all that, so you wanted to be certain guys. Yeah, I remember when Steve Breston was playing, I was, what, 10, 11 years old? I think, what, Ohio State went to the national championship in 06, 07? 07, 07, I, I was in middle Most- school. So yeah, so I wanted to be like like I wanted to be like Steve Breston. You gotta remember he was one of the best receivers in college football. Absolutely. And he was at Michigan. So it was like I was playing wide receiver at the time and I was like backup quarterback. So like I mirrored, like I love Chad Johnson, TO. And then like when it came to college guys, like it was Steve Breston, Ted Ginn. So yeah, I actually was a Steve Breston fan. Like I was still young and innocent enough that I didn't just hate anything and everything. About Michigan, but as I've grown older, like it's like hey, I can't uh, believe I ever rooted for that guy.
0: Who, who wants the young, the young Mo show? You know, we got Young Sheldon, we got the Goldbergs. <laughs> I, I need Young Mo. Right. Just, just <laughs>
4: right.
0: I, I, I want the I want to see the process of Mo young going Mo. from young, young, <laughs> no,
1: like, bro, young, young was... open-minded
0: Mo to become the angry. I want to like like me versus the world Mo that we got now. I want to see how it like every it's week I'll okay, just see him watch
4: that because everybody's like they like now now that I'm an adult they're like man you used to be so like laid back until yeah. now you just hate
0: No, I want an episode each week of Mo watching a different game and, and hating the winning team and just be, and just developing lifelong <laughs>
4: like that's how it was though like back then it was just like I was like I loved my teams the only team I really loved like and, and would like die for is Ohio State outside of like I, I've Absolutely Absolutely. love Dallas and love Miami Heat, but like I will die behind Ohio State. And so like even watching that game when when they play Ohio State played Michigan, it was like, Man, like I want Steve Breston to do so good, but if he does that good, yeah. they might beat Ohio State. That's so all right, man. Yeah, mixed feelings. Mixed that emotions that at
0: that point. It's a, so, like, Kurt Warner had – Kurt Warner, 377, three touchdowns. Fitzgerald, seven receptions, 127 yards. San Antonio Holmes, nine receptions, 131 yards, <sighs> and the game-winning touchdown. Like, there was some serious performances that night. Serious yeah,
4: that was like one of those, like, that Philly – obviously lower scoring, but like that Philly and New England game, like it was a very hot, like it was an offensive game, but you think about it that time, like offense wasn't 40 something to 30 something. Like that was the time where if you got in the high twenties, low thirties, like that was a high powered offensive game. And you see oh, numbers absolutely. that you typically don't see week in and week out. That's why like that. I see. That's why the part of that, like a game like that is why people say like back then, some of those guys, their numbers would be through the roof right now yeah. because it's like it's offensive. Oh, Kurt, Kurt, so,
0: Warner, Kurt Warner was doing it in yeah. the late nineties. Like what he would do now is just incredible. Oh, that um, the greatest with, show on turf with probably those was Rams the greatest teams. team we've well, ever uh,
4: seen if they played today.
0: So but but it was the it was the one interception. It was the one defensive yeah. play that, yeah. that, that stopped and them. But
4: I, I, love everything.
0: Yeah. No, Arizona was, was better Arizona better. Arizona had did everything almost right except for I mean, that, that was a 14 point swing game over. But, yeah, but it's one was,
4: play. That's, that's what, that's what right. games like that come down to. Like, yep. you do 99 things right, but that one thing that you do wrong is what everybody remembers. And that's the well, one she, thing that determines. How, how
0: did we forget this? Uh, one other player in the game that we, we somehow overlooked Anquan Bolden. Yes. Eight, eight receptions yes. for eight yards. So he, you know, he got his Super Bowl a few years later. But uh, shout out to Anquan Bolden. Like, yeah. just. Bro, those teams of, were really crazy talented. That team was loaded.
1: Both yeah. teams like because they, they went were, nine and seven. That Cardinals team went nine and seven. Right. And right. You look back and you're like, wow. I believe that, that, was, that was a year after, after.
0: Really good. I think that's a year after Bolden getting his face crushed, if I remember yeah, correctly. Oh, yeah. He he was head. Head. It's, 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 a a it's the Jets.
3: The Fractured yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. Who was the
0: running back that year? Was it? It wasn't yeah. Ed- yeah. Yeah, it was Edron James. Yeah, also, yeah. Like, well, yeah. Yeah. But it was yeah. old Edron
4: James, though. Like, yeah. He's, he's I mean, done.
0: yeah. He had a He had a pretty good game. Yeah. He had 33 yards rushing. Uh, you also had Tim Hightower, JJ Arrington.
3: Yeah. And uh, Universal Richmond so stand up.
4: Let's go, yes. Tim there
0: Hightower. Go. So.
3: Association. Let's go. That, that
0: team did not run the ball. That team was not, about no, not running at all. Not at all.
4: I love these shows because it brings back names. Tim yeah. Hightower, 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 like he got you in the NFL at one point. JJ yeah. Arrington had Wait a hold on.
0: NFL I got the, I got the name of the, win the win. game for you. Starting running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers was fast Willie Parker. Oh, John DeVres in North West. Carolina. Let's go. Let's one go. of Coach's nephews.
4: Willie Parker, like when you think Two-time about
0: Two time like, Super Bowl winner. Two times Super Bowl winner. Was good. Willie he was a
4: good player at that point in time. Like, that's why going down the line, you who was on these rosters? Like, yeah, we remember the right. stars, the guys who were going in the Hall of Fame and things like that. Then when you really start to think about guys who have an impact on the game that you just yeah. aren't common names, you're like Willie Parker, JJ, and like I vividly remember watching all the and, like, and another
0: <laughs> and another all-timer in the game, Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward was on the Steelers. yeah. Shout out to maybe one of the best pound for pound football players I ever watched in my entire life. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I just, I, I can't say enough of good things about the guy. He's so. the
4: greatest throwing wide receiver ever. He's the greatest <laughs>
0: oh. throwing wide receiver. <laughs> no, no, man. That's, um. It's, it's one uh, Rendell. one uh, yeah. 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 I'm thinking.
4: And who when, gave it the we, bag? Oh, uh, it's one Rendell.
0: Is Cordell Stewart still in there since he actually became a quarterback or is he yeah. eliminated?
4: Oh, that's no, right. He's eliminated because he wasn't throwing passes from the wide receiver. I want to do, oh,
0: well, do a seven-part documentary and look. break down uh, <laughs> slash Stewart's quarterback career.
3: Now, right, now, now i got um, PTSD because after that game, we paid –
1: Antoine Rendell some money. We, right. like, overpaying, oh. by overpaying. Y'all went through
3: stretches yeah. where y'all were just paying dudes. Just <laughs> oh, paying my money. god! Oh, yes. Randall
4: L. was a baller, though. Like, people – yeah. like like <laughs> that's, like, when you bring back all those – Like, people – Was <laughs> he? Was he? Yeah, he was a baller. I mean, he wasn't a baller. He was a He was decent. he was – No, no. He was Hall of Fame. Like, when I say – I don't not. He's not Hall of hey. Fame or – he was. Great, but like bro, Randall L had he had those games like when you needed him to, like, ah yeah, we're gonna game plan for everybody but he Randall. Boom. Like good. 120 yards and we win the game because of well, Randall That was L
0: also playing. when they gave that guy, they gave those every the what whoever the best player was in the Super Bowl for like a decade, the next year got the biggest contract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the guy the yeah. guy for the Raiders, the famous um was it Washington coach, the the defensive oh. back that had the interceptions versus uh, uh, or no, I'm sorry, for Dallas. He went to the Raiders. Oh, um, yeah. Larry Brown. Larry Brown. Brown. Yeah, he Lair was a Brown. Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, he was a Super Bowl yeah, MVP. Yeah, Super Bowl MVP was one of the worst <laughs> defensive backs in the league after that. Uh, that was just back it was, when it, That was when,
4: like, Super Bowl... Desmond MVP Howard. Wait,
0: Desmond, Desmond yeah. Howard is a
4: Super Bowl MVP. Yes. Like,
3: like, yeah, that's you, gross. You gotta, that's yes. gross.
0: Yeah, right? And, and,
3: and you know who was the quarterback on that team? It's a backup, Jim McMahon.
0: Whoa, he Whoa. was wasn't that's he? that's wild, ain't it? But Visor, <laughs> that was Visor, PT, like total like TTE <laughs> yeah. influence, Correct. visor, Jim McMahon.
4: Correct. Oh my gosh, Correct. You're right. But when you when you look at like even when you just look at Super Bowl MVPs, like Dexter Jackson, arguably the most yes. irrelevant player on the <laughs> Bum- yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> One yes. Super Bowl MVP. Hey, how, like, does, you, wait, how does Derek yeah, Brooks yeah, not right, get that? Because it's a game. Because, because it's just one game. game. It's just one game. When, yes. But, but Derek Brooks but, had the best it. game. When you think about it though, like of all the players on that Bucks defense that year. Yeah. Dexter Jackson was the Super Bowl MVP. Like Malcolm Smith, he made a good play Smith though. He made some good plays yeah. for like, and he and got pick paid. Pick. And then he got and, paid, and like, he got like, paid by know? the Raiders, right? The Yes. Yeah. 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 Dexter Jackson had the pick six that, six. like, he sealed the game, but the game was over at that point. Like, he sealed it, and it was like an icon. But you had Derek Brooks, is the best player in that game. yeah he had
3: multiple interceptions, though, right? Didn't he? Yeah, it's he. Not, that yeah, you could have gave it to it.
4: Simeon Rice. You could have gave it to a bunch of Warren dudes. Sapp, John Lynch, like Rondé Barber. Like when you look at that team and you look at all the players on that defense, you're like, Dude, John Rex Gruden should have got it. Was the Super Bowl MVP of yeah, the yeah, bunch? Yeah, right, John Gruden. Like, right, like, John Gruden should have won it because he knew all the plays. And like, the
0: right. like, team right. was like, "Oh my they God, we are screwed."
4: John that that man man stole Tony Dungy's Super Bowl. Let's just be honest. like he stole Tony.
0: Was man work done? Stole on that team?
4: Yes. Yes, he was. was he? Warwick right. Dunn was with the Bucks.
0: Oh, was he was with the Falcons. Super Bowl? I think
4: he's a no. Falcons. In 03? I think in he no, was still
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Michael, I think with the Falcons it, it,
4: it was Warwick Dunn, Mike Allstott. Uh, uh, no, Michael. Mike
0: Allstott didn't win a Super Bowl. Mike Allstott was on that team. Was Keyshawn Johnson was on that team.
4: So, yeah, and Keenan
0: Cardell. Kenan, no, we, no,
1: he, uh, he was, was in Atlanta. He was in Atlanta. Uh, Cause you, you, had you know, the I, wide thought, I knew
0: it was close.
4: The wide receiver okay, they had Pittman. Pittman was the running back. Yeah, yeah. They did have yeah, Pittman.
3: Mike Pittman. Yeah, Pittman.
4: Mike Pittman. You talk about those names, I start feeling old. Like, but because you had Keenan Cardell. Uh, yeah. Joe Darrow, Vicious and Keyshawn Johnson. No. Don't you we ever? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, said yeah.
0: We, we talk about Joe Vicious now. That's where we're at. We're <laughs> hey, at.
4: I, we
0: are digging. We're, we are digging. Oh, that was
4: because yeah. you looked at their offense and you're like, ah, oh, they a lot really of really emails
0: for office. more Joe Vicious talk. A
4: lot yeah. of people <laughs> hit me to do a profile Joe That Jerry was because right didn't Keenan Cardell leave and get paid by the Chargers after that?
0: Yeah, he so got he paid the before before that, that. No, no he's, he's on charge for that. that. I think Tampa he's, Bay paid yeah. him. Tampa Bay paid
4: him. bro, that's no, so long ago. I was, was like, into, like oh, Jacksonville
0: or
1: something, right? I think he went to like Jacksonville for. There him. you go. He oh, he was great in Jacksonville. he he got paid
3: yeah, he some right money somewhere there, yeah.
4: Cuz then that was yeah, when the legendary Jimmy Smith and Yeah, Jimmy Smith
3: and Keenan McCardle had
4: the legendary real quick, Martin Gramatica just got to throw out give the kicker some love, Martin Gramatica. I All right, so,
1: nice. God, man. That's that Tampa Bay right. defense was, was a yeah.
0: hey, wait, wait a minute, let let's get it straight here too. It was Cover Two. That's it. Yeah, yeah, it was the it was Tampa was cover two, two defense. defense. Just, yeah,
4: the the, the yeah. Tampa yeah, Two. It two was Cover Two. Too. Yep.
0: Like I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but everybody's mm. like goes they crazy. Got, I'm yeah. like, yeah, it was Cover Two, and they had really that good. players. it was
4: disgusting too, though. Like, yeah, so I'm saying, Rice should be a Hall of Fame.
0: If you can I mean, rush like, four and then drop the rest, like warfare. you can do well. Uh, people shot yeah,
4: the Booger McFarland was because he has yeah, 10 yeah. yeah. ESPN now, but like the booger, off. Yeah. He was Johnson. He was a good football player. Like he wasn't great, but he was oh, good. Yeah.
0: All right. Player. We got sidetracked by the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who <laughs> didn't amazing. make the list. So right, our last game, we saved this game till last because two of our guests tonight picked it. So we've got Super Bowl forty two. This is the I mean who, who doesn't remember this? Two, it was played in 2008. Let's see where it was played. I, this this feels like it was played in a dome. Arizona.
1: It was the Arizona. Oh, it was played in Arizona. Yeah, this, 4, 3, oh yeah, dome. 2008. 8, yep.
3: Arizona.
0: So February 3rd, 2008. I, I forget that day that day the New like, York Giants topple topple the currently undefeated Patriots 17 to 14 uh in and, and I, it's honestly it's the it's the biggest upset in history as far as like what was on the line and compared to the outcome of the game, um, the 10 and six, the 10 and six New York giants, regular season record, uh, you know, have to take the wild card route. They play the, 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 the game in green Bay that they played to where I thought two or three of the guys were going to die from hypothermia on the field. They get through all that. They make it there. You know, we got the catch. The guys we'll talk about here in a second. And uh New York giants pulled out with a, plexico Burris at the touchdown you know towards the end of the game and a broke up i, I believe i will not even call it a hail mary it was really a broke up pass play at the end of the game uh the everybody forgets patriots are inches away from pulling a miracle out of the hat but they didn't uh new york giants they're always, win. They're
2: always inches away in the super bowls they lose they, yes they eli rise. manning
0: eli Correct. manning and new york giants take it so uh we'll start with we'll start with the winning team uh chris lebron uh tell us why you picked super bowl 42 As if we don't know.
1: Obviously bias because that's my team. But besides that, I mean, just think about the just the buildup. You have the Patriots who are breaking. Tom Brady breaks every record possible. Moss, you know, that tandem is the greatest tandem we've seen. Moss breaks the receiving touchdown record. 18 and 0. They're killing everyone. And then you got this New York Giants team. They start off 0 and 2. Everybody wants Eli gone. Everybody wants Coughlin gone. Everybody wants everybody gone. Rebuild. Let's do this thing all over. They win six straight. All right. And, you know, they had to fight their way into the playoffs. They win the game in Buffalo, you know, to lock in. And then week 17, they're playing the Patriots. Patriots are going for the undefeated streak. Giants are going in. No reason to play. They already got their spot locked up. They know who they're playing. They're playing Tampa Bay the next week, no matter what. No matter the outcome, they're playing Tampa Bay. They go in and they fight. They they go tooth and nail with the Patriots and they fall short. But that, to me, gave them all the confidence going to playoffs. Then they they win. They win in Tampa. Then we go play Moe's Dallas Cowboys, 13-3 and three Dallas Cowboys. That team was really good. I mean, that Cowboys team was loaded. But guess what we did? We stomped them out. Yeah, they disappointed like, me once again. We stomped them out just Remindy. to you know what. Our R.W. McCorders with the game-winning interception in there in the end zone. That's another throwback name, R.W. McCorders. And then we got to go. We got to go all the way. We got to go to Green Bay. The coach so cold. Oh my God, they can't beat them. Oh, it's frigid. All that nonsense. And then we know what happens. Corey Webster with the game with the interception and Brett Favre like he always does in crucial moments. And we go to Super Bowl and. You know, I, it's the day before my birthday. It is just – the game is just – I'm just – I'm anxious, I'm nervous, everything, and just – it was a – and to be honest, that first half, it was like 7-3, I believe. Like, the first half, of, so it was It was a snoozer, but it picked up in the second half, and we all know how it ends and all that. that well, the last, thing, That last few – that last, like, 10 minutes of that football game was some the of the The thing most is, it was a – it ever.
0: was – it was a snoozer, but I also remember this is one of the everybody made money on this game. It's one of the biggest lines in NFL history. I believe when I when I got it, it was the Giants plus ten. It, it was it was it, it, it was crazy. It was the line what made this game so much fun was it didn't like the tension because as long as it stayed close, the the, the pressure and the tension on New England going, you know, becoming the, the second The second team uh, to go undefeated in the season was amazing. Obviously, as a Dolphins fan, I couldn't have had more on the line. Like I was ready to pop the champagne. Me and Mercury Morris was ready to, uh, you know, (laughs) take a stroll around the neighborhood. And this is another like, what are we watching? Because you know, to like Chris is telling his like what the Giants were that year, and I'll get to coach here in a second about the other side of it. But what I want to say is like for anybody doesn't like quite. Remember how good that Patriots team was. It wasn't just undefeated; they were so far above the rest of the league that year. Whether they had close games or not, they, they were an they were just an absolute force of nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy Moss was unstoppable. So we'll put it this way: there were no chinks in the armor. Um, you know, above being undefeated, West there was North there wasn't a there wasn't a crack in the foundation. There was North there North was no North. weakness. There was no weakness to be sold there. And and honestly, in my opinion, the Giants defensive line played one of the best games in NFL history. So couch coach, tell us your version. You picked this game. Tell us yeah. tell us how you saw it and you know and why why you thought it was the best you ever watched.
3: And almost to mirror uh Prez's thoughts, uh, especially the O two and who they get their first victory against. The Washington football team. They went they the went into Washington. Yep. And Washington burned Rangers. he he burned us and I remember that because that was my first ever NFL game I ever went to. So and that, that team fought I just tooth and nail all year. Um, and then just going in because you got to think about it, this is a different time where we had social media, but it's not like what it is now. So no. there was really only a few storylines and not a lot of narratives. The, the biggest narrative was, is this Patriot team the best team of all time? It's almost it's almost a, it's is it, the Giants even in this game. That yeah. was the tenor. And I remember when people asked um Plaxico, what was the score of the game? Hey, we're gonna hold New England to 17. And Tom Brady and, laughed. Captain, and he laughed. That's and that's we only like, gonna, score right. we're like gonna score 17. Plax said we're gonna score seventeen and just start laughing. And I was like, That's and and and, and that's when you that's when I think to me, Tom Brady and the page became like a villain to me. Because normally they used to be under the under the vest, be you know, to be the other team that don't provide bullets of board material. And that was one of the things I looked at it, and just from the historical standpoint, like you said, that that the Patriots team that was an all time great team. They even they beat us fifty six to seven. We were a playoff team that year, so there was it was almost literally boys against men when mm-hmm. they were going in week in and week out. So this is one of those things where it's like hell. Even as a divisional foe, I'm rooting for the Giants because I don't the Patriots. They they they. That's when I think their arrogance really started for me personally where yeah, like, yeah. they were beating teams out this in, in, in almost in disrespectful Spigy. ways. No, right, 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 exactly. So that's when, like, that's when it's almost like you know us against the world. Like we always like giants that day.
0: Absolutely, that's what
1: America's team. I believe we were America's team, one hundred percent. That one night, everybody was like, "We don't want to see the Patriots win. We want to see the Giants win." And that's when That was the first time I felt like everyone was united on, like, "No, we can't see the Patriots win." Like everything, but like the drama of that drive, the Giants' drive, right? Everyone thinks about the catch, right? And yes, but the drama of that whole drive, the Giants needed a four from one to convert, and they barely convert with. Brandon Jacobs. And then people forget, Asante Samuel drops oh, a interception. Yes. Right? Eli Manning does one of. listen, Eli Manning what, is a hero in that Super Bowl. But, man, he pulled off an Eli Manning by doing one of those what-are-you-doing plays. And he's lucky that Asante, who's, who, who's led the league in interceptions, like he's a whole – he's a whole of yeah. type cornerback. He yeah. drops it. It's in his hands. He it's drops over. it. That's how you knew it was fate. And Steve Smith has a third and 10 that he converts. Everything just went their way. And then obviously it's Plaxico slow go route. Ellis Hobbs, Ellis Hobbs bites. Plaxico does a great route.
0: Great, great route and great throw.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about
0: for, for five minutes, for five minutes, Randy Moss has what we assume is, the, the Super Bowl winning catch that's going to cap off his Hall of Fame career. Oh, yeah. Like, we all thought yeah. that game was over. Yeah. Like, it was that, over. Yeah. And uh, I just saw a stat here and I was reading through the stuff. The Giants had, at that point, I I, I didn't look at if it's changed, but it probably hasn't. They have the record for 11 consecutive uh, road wins yes. in, a, uh, in a single season. Like, you want to talk about a tough team that, that it, knows a mentally... You, yeah. You talk about a mentally tough team. Like, yeah. it's a... Uh, it's unbelievable. Here's, here's how the scoring went. Like So it starts off Giants 3-0, then it goes uh, New England 7-3 at the end of the second. Then in the fourth quarter, 10-7, Giants. Then all of a sudden it's Patriots 14-10, then Giants 17-14. Like that's, that's how that game went. This wasn't a comeback by anybody. It wasn't – this was – it was just – it was really something to see, and and then that and it's also side note one of the biggest baths that Vegas has ever took. They they lost yeah. on the under and they lost on the point spread in this game. It's it's one of the biggest defeats in Vegas history too. So, but, but uh, Jeff, it's really a, fun game.
1: The paint. All right. So the Giants score right. Plaxico scores. <clears throat> I, I don't get the Patriots' attack plan. I understand you have Randy Moss, right? So mm-hmm. it's it, you you're doing old school, like all right, Randy's going to throw his hand up. Tom, Brady, yeah. you throw it as far as you can. I don't get the philosophy of trying to get a home run. You need a field goal to tie the game to go to overtime. All right, so why not tell Tom hey, hit? Hit your spots. This, this is a lot of time. You have is, is this is that is this you when he learned the lesson? We'll go to overtime, and then we'll beat them in overtime. Like yeah. I don't get, I don't get Bill Belichick's thought process and the offensive when the game. They still got, you got still got time left. You got your timeouts. Why are you trying to throw hail marys? You know, uh, on the Giants, you know, uh, on on uh, on your on, you know, uh, at like the twenty yard line, thirty yard. It didn't make sense their attack plan once they were down. Well, get the field goal. Get the. Well, this is go. the
0: conversation that we don't have about the New England a lot because of how successful they were, but they they have, and if yeah. honestly, if if Atlanta can finish off that game again, um, they have some serious blemishes on their on their, you know their history that you're like, how did you not win this one? How did you lose this one? I mean, the the Philadelphia game, both New York giants games. um, They should have won all three. They should have lost. They should have lost the Seattle game and they should have, they should have, you know, so it's like, there are blemishes out there to be had. That is a conversation, but they were also so successful that you're like, "Ah, that doesn't matter. Like you win six. So
1: that uh, one one probably hurts more than any loss.
0: I think that's one one of the worst. That's one of the worst losses ever. Like we talked about, John
1: still stills like, that one hurts.
0: No, it's no, like, that, that's they'll never.
1: To the I think the. And the I think second coming Giants out, one.
0: yeah, coming out of that, Randy Moss has like that has to be one of his biggest like just what ifs in in his career for sure. Jurg, what do you what do you think about this game, man?
2: It it was crazy. So to date, myself, I was in fifth grade when that game was played, awesome. and I just remember the.
0: I'm gonna go. I'll be back. I'm gonna go drink.
2: Right, it was right. <laughs> I, I just first of all, I will say this. I remember the whole week at school, like it was, a, it was a celebration because it was like, uh, it was like one of those things where like they would announce it. Not like the Cincinnati school system where we got school off the next day. No, 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 We still have to go to school that no, day. No, uh, but really. it was, it was pretty wild. <laughs> I, like one, uh, one of my teachers was like a Giants fan, so he was happy as hell. Like a lot of the fifth grade teachers, because I was in fifth grade, like they, they were all Giants fans, so they were happy as hell that entire week. But like just. I was so young that I didn't understand in full context. That's one of those things where it's like you need to understand. Kind of like you mentioned before, Jeff, it's like you need time. Like you need to grow up a little bit and like look back and really understand all the context with that game. And it's like you said yourself, if Tom Brady could, he would trade the last three Super Bowls that the Pats won to get just that one back.
0: Absolutely. Because
2: that was that was perfection. At its finest, like, that, like you, you meant you say it best, Jeff, like with teams like the Pats and we forget about this because they have the six championships. I think in the NBA with the Spurs, because they won the five championships. We forget about some of the mismanagements and like mistakes that were made literally the year before the Spurs last title, like pop sacked Tim Duncan. Right. So it's like it's one of those things where it's like it kind of gets forgotten in history, like present. Honestly, it jogged my memory when he brought it up because you look back at that situation And the Pats could have just gone for this high, And who's to say they don't win that? I will say, like, my personal answer for that is I think it's one of two things. I think just in the heat of the moment, like, no matter how brilliant you are, no matter how much game planning you do, no matter how prepared you may be, in the heat of the moment, like, you may not always make the best decision, and that could come back to haunt you. And, like, that's kind of one of the things that we were talking about the Arizona Cardinals and Steelers game earlier. It's like Ken Wisenhunt. Like, that's one of those cases where it's like you never know when you're going to get back. And, like, the regret of that Cardinals team. The Patriots, of course— History shows that they, technically they can regret that game, but they got three more Super Bowls after that, and they had five total appearances after. But it's just one of those things where it's like, I think in the heat of the battle, they didn't they didn't see that as the go-to. And they and you look at that because I was actually Jeff, I've kind of been doing the same thing as you like as we've been going along. I look back at that season, they only have four one score games the entire season,
0: oh, including yeah, they were, the playoffs. It was they're tremendous. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. They, so I can't necessarily blame the fact that they believe like okay, we're going to hit the home run play here. Like just finally, this is going to be the play. Like, uh, look, and I think it goes what coach said, the ego of that team. I think that's the one time where the Pats really allowed ego to dictate everything. Because if you're Tom Brady that season, at that point, yeah. you set the record in, in passing touchdowns. Randy Moss had set the receiving touchdown record that still stands. Belichick, the, like sometimes we're all human. And that was an example you talked about it before, like they were gods that season. That's that was the game. That was the possession where the immortals looked mortal. They yeah. made yeah. the mortal man mistake there. What,
0: what I remember most, like what I take away from that game long term in NFL history, that's that's when it didn't change the way we look or play defensive line, but it changed it changed the focus and like, okay, this is the path of the future and the defensive line position. The importance of it, the money, uh how you draft has changed ever since that night. Mo Murphy, uh thoughts on thoughts on the uh Super Bowl, 42.
4: Yeah, this was like a time where like I was rooting for the Giants. Like, you know, I just I hated the Patriots at that point in time. Like like coach said, like they were like the villains. Like they were undefeated, they were filling themselves, they already had won the Super Bowl, like you know, they were starting to become like, and then, you know, they were threatening the the whole America's team thing. So, you know, I, was, I, I wasn't feeling that much. That's people, fair. Were, people were like, they're the Patriots. Uh-huh. They, That's what this had. had. That's it. Yeah. I know. I feel like, oh, Season
0: so two, <laughs> episode three, why Mo turned on the Patriots.
4: Click clip that, that he said he was ruined for the Giants. So we got to clip that for future. Years. But that was, that was like, that was a real conversation though. was like they're name, the Patriots, they're winning Super Bowls. Like, like the Cowboys stink at this point in time, they should be America's team because America's all about winning. So who's winning right now? They're the Patriots. They, they got the colors. You know, they're in new England. They're in the, they're in the state of Massachusetts. Like everything screams America for the Patriots. So then, Giants come in there as underdogs. You start to develop, you know, a hate for Tom Brady. I really think it was, if you weren't a Patriots fan, you were rooting for the Giants period, point blank. I think the whole world kind of wanted to see the Giants win just because at that point, Patriots were very, very much hated. And I think the catch was a little to me. And, and because I played quarterback, I think the catch was a little overrated. And I say this because nobody really gives Eli Manning enough credit for the throw that he made. Like, yeah, he escaped uh, the pocket. He, so like, you know, when like when you're learning as it like as a young kid trying to play quarterback, like that's like your your coach would sit next to you and be like, "That's how you escape pressure out of the pocket and make a play." Like, yes, it took it took that catch to happen. But, like, with Eli Manning, basically, he should have been sacked. Like, yeah. it doesn't get – Well, awful. the play was almost
0: hey, called wait, dead wait, too. Wait, Mike, let me Mike tell Harry you something. Was, they, they had him by dead. the jersey. Let me yeah. tell you something real quick. Eli
1: Manning – Dallas Thomas, Thomas is six, two six, hundred 275 pounds. Hey. Eli Manning could – straight on even said it. I would touch Eli he falls down. And Davis Thomas had him dragged.
0: Hey, let me tell oh. you. If Eli Manning is wearing those Kevlar jerseys that I had to wear when I was growing up playing football, Patriots win the Super Bowl because they didn't stretch. <laughs> he would have been yanked down, game over, no catch, no history. That yeah. that jersey stretched six feet, it looked like. But that
4: throw, like like the the fact of making the play, like I'm not saying that the catch was overrated. Not a great game. There's not a great enough game. love in the throw that made it happen. Like it's and like, who like who?
1: he didn't throw it a plaxico. He threw it to a guy who was yes. dropping every pass in practice. Right. David Tyree, a re- special teamer. Yeah. A, like he was in the rotation. This themselves. wasn't Amani like, Tumor. This wasn't Plaxico Burris. This was David Tyree. Of cool, that like the league, like years later, his name, yeah, right. his name yeah, right. is
4: stamped in history for that yeah. catch. And it's one of those. But like I said, like when, when you're a young kid and you know, like like coaches, you hey y'all need to watch and pay attention to your position when you're watching the NFL or college football or whatever. So it was like when you watch Eli, like. like that's how you get out of pressure or whatever. And like you say, it could have been whistled down, but he doesn't get enough love for that play. No. on that. Like it's all about David Tyree. And that's why I say it's it started to be overrated because we give him all the credit as if like the play that happened behind the line of scrimmage for Eli Manning to even be able to get that off. Wasn't just as well, great. Too,
0: we, we have to remember too, this was right when we were entering the years of the camera angles and the, the high def television. So, to that and and j- it, it lucked out that that catch was filmed so perfectly you know yeah. by because all the cameras at the Super Bowl, so we got to sit and watch that in slow motion over yeah. and over, so that was what really made you know what really made it was just like the debate around the world we're all sitting on our couch while they 're showing the replay over and over and over, and we're like is like because we'd never seen anything like it it 's on his helmet and we're like is it so then you have these many debates so for like three minutes of our lives everybody in the world is debating whether it's a catch or not and is it the greatest catch like you're having instant debates like is this is that the greatest catch is that the greatest play in NFL history like right now like if you if you stop the tape right then at that second like we already knew the impact of this catch so like you're you're correct Mo and I always thought I thought Eli played a really great game and to to your point all the training and the muscle memory and everything kicked in on those plays when cuz he got harassed a little bit in the pocket. Tom Brady got beat up that game but Eli wasn't. He he wasn't sitting back there, you know, smoking cigars like he he had to fight for it too, but he had to do that the whole playoffs yeah and that uh, was the last just,
2: of the patriots great defense like that was the end for some of the the really good players they had that junior say
1: out still vince Woolfork. uh wow. you know Holy he still good they played good seymour, samuels uh, what's his, seymour. his face uh, the, 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 richard, uh seymour? Man, richard seymour was there um He's the safety yeah. uh Harrison, Rodney Harrison. Harrison. He Rodney Harrison yeah, he was, was a catch, he yeah, was a catch, like, yeah. He's batting the ball down. It's not good, right. and it's not, like, yeah. it, it's just that whole play is, it, it's just, like, Rodney Harrison would bat that down for, for if that yeah. was Randy Moss or whoever, let alone right. David right. Tareem. Tareem. It's, just, like, it's just, and then the yeah. ball, like, doesn't, the ball's going on the ground, and it doesn't touch it. Like, yeah. it's, like, everything, it's the football gods were fake. on our but side then. that whole drive. That and you whole talk about drive, the football gods were like, we don't want them to win. We're going to, and- unless you guys screw it, we're going <laughs> to give you every opportunity to win. This and football. then they
0: gave it and back it gave to him against it. Atlanta with the Edelman catch, which is yeah, one yeah, of the yeah, great catch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how that ball doesn't touch the turf. You it's know what I mean? It's like they gave it back to. Them, but that's like that's what I mean. It's these microcosms in sports. It's it's why we love. It's it's literally why we love the game because it's, it's why it, it's, it's split it's, seconds in sports that change that change everything. I mean they they it change
4: history like one change history. Can you know it,
0: it's but, history. Yeah, and that's one of the plays that you know it when it's happening. Like as soon as it happens, you're like, oh, that just changed history. Like if 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 Seattle runs Marshawn Lynch into the end zone a few years later, right. we're talking about that is the, one of the greatest catches in NFL history. Instead, it's forgot. Like it's mm-hmm, just erased right. from the memory books because of, you know, of, you know, the, the, but that, the interception that's why
1: football so, is so great because it, it's just like, wonderful. You're just like, and that's
0: why like, football is
4: better than any other yeah. playoff of any sport. Like yeah. the NFL playoffs is the greatest like playoff of professional sports. It's some, um, it is really, it's the stories behind it. Yeah, I mean, we just one game. It's we, it, that's where the any given Sunday comes from. Like every other sport yeah. is like you play in a series. So we have to see the same teams yeah, play
1: seven. A yeah, better
4: team a doesn't yeah. always win. It's like right. essentially yep. like every Sunday, like it's not always it. You just have to be better. It's mad now. Field. One day. I don't care yeah. how many times
1: people say like if the Giants play the Patriots 10 times, it's like, but it doesn't matter because the, right. I mean, the Patriots, they beat right.
3: Them. They beat them.
1: I so mean, happen. seriously, right. so if, that they, if they time, re, if and that they change, replay the that game a hundred times, it
0: might be one time.
1: But the story of the Giants' road, you know, it, it, it's a legit like a great story. Like the oh, whole yeah, Giants' year right in the Patriots season is I the think them, David versus Goliath hmm. to me in sports history because them and have, the, Raven, the, Giants the Ravens. Were just they're struggling. Couch, you know, we went into Washington yeah. and we, yeah. we could have lost that game yeah. and everyone's yeah. going to get fired.
3: 4 3. Yeah. Everyone's
1: getting fired. Yeah. And The 0-3. Patriots yeah. are rolling. They keep beating people by 50. And like Tom Brady's winning MVP, unanimous, all this. And the Giants are just like this blue collar team that's just. They had to go through Brett Favre, right? Game.
0: Yeah, yeah. not they go through it'd be, Brett Favre? You beat yeah. Brett Favre. Tony, Plaxico, like, Plaxico Burris, it's covered in Vaseline. Yeah, they, I mean, you got, you that, you that's a
1: real thing. You got the images, too, like Tom Coughlin's face. Yeah. Coughlin almost on, died You know, you know, and you know Lawrence Twain's kicking big-time field goals to help us yeah. get to the Super Bowl in that whole playoffs. Like, he hit some big-time kicks in, in, in that playoffs to get us – you know to, to help us win games and then obviously get us to the Super Bowl. Two big kick, after missing and, three kicks, he missed yeah. three kicks in that NFC championship game against the Packers, and he
3: still yeah. hit some big kicks to win. And, and that was Brent Favre's last game as a Packer, it
1: was a lie. Yeah. We, we oh, yeah, we ended, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Wow. That's when he went to the Jets because remember, he was a couple of, of a couple of Madden, and then they ended up, yeah, yeah, because you know, the next
0: year, he went like and and well, to yeah. the Giants were 10 and one. I remember correct, my memory correct uh, He was on the cover of Madden. Brett Favre was very photogenic. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. everyone thought it be a oh, Jets-Giants yeah.
1: Super Bowl oh, the Jets man. were good. The Giants were were ten and one until Plaxico shot himself. That's oh, when he yeah. shot himself oh, in man. the leg. Jets were like eight and two, nine and two. And people were like, yo, we're gonna get a New York Super Bowl possibly because they were rolling. We and were. Then rolling. the do-
0: the Dolphins stepped in and saved everything. Shout out to Chad <laughs> Pennington. Oh, so, man. uh, I'm seriously, gentlemen. um, that show was awesome. Basically, what we were trying to show everybody here is like, you know, once you we really start thinking about it, it's like how, how the memories last, how big of a game this is, how important it is. It really is like it's an it's 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 a it's not even an American holiday anymore. It's a world holiday. Yeah. It's a it's something we all watch. You know, we all have you know plays that we can we can talk about it. You know, at the bar having a couple of beers, we can talk about endless conversations. We're going to do a lot of it this week. Uh, Couch Coach Live has Super Week coming up. Uh, Me and Mo got some more Super Bowl shows coming up. You know, Chris LeBron is always out there. Like, you're going to see us all week. We got, we got best ofs. We got what could have been. I, we could probably do an hour if I just asked what was the better throw, the helmet catch or the Mario Manningham catch. I bet we could do an hour just discussing, like, those two plays in Super Bowl history because I think the Mar- Mario Manningham throw is one of the greatest throws in NFL history. Then, we you know, we talked about the oh, Roethlisberger God. throw. We talked about the, the Fitzgerald, the what is. We talked about, like, Fitzgerald and Randy Moss don't have a Super Bowl win. And we're talking about uh, two of the greatest players in NFL We didn't history. even like, talk
1: about the Patriots Falcons Super Bowl. Like, we, like, yeah,
0: we didn't even get into yeah, that. We before the show, we did, we did ten minutes on that. So uh you know couch coach law didn't even get to talk about the 91 uh washington (laughs) i i haven't got to talk about my love affair with doug williams yet like there's so much more that we got going on uh it's it's a great time right now it's a great time to be a football fan it's a great time to be a a podcaster so i want to thank all these guys for coming on uh jerg you're doing great things out there man i thank you so much for being on the show again it's uh uh you know, I'm, I'm glad to have you i missed you uh mo you're, you know obviously you're the best couch coach live uh good luck with this week i know you're gonna be a busy guy chris lebron the prez um i hope you get some sleep and get to put out all your shows i know you got a busy life right now um, and i appreciate all your guys' time uh this was a great show thanks everybody for watching enjoy the week go to off support us all and um, be kind to each other